Um, I see some different faces from the last time uh, I was here. And I believe that if God brought you here today, it's because he wanted you to hear this specific word. Um, and for those of you online that are watching, I believe God wants you to hear this word as well. If, we're get, if we could open our Bibles to First um, Peter chapter 5, verse 7, if you have a Bible. If you don't, it'll be on this screen here. And that's great that the NLT's here, because I'm going to read several different translations of this one verse so we can get an idea about what this is about. So I don't know what your custom is, if you stand for the reading or if you don't stand for the reading. Whatever you do is, is, is uh, fine with me today. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7 it says, Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. You may be seated. Uh, the NLT version says here, Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. I'm going to read the amplified version. Casting all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, and all your concerns once and for all on him. For he cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. And just for a little bit today, I'd like to speak on this topic, Jesus cares. Jesus cares. Let's, let's, I'm just going to pray before uh, we begin this service today. Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord God, for your care, for your concern. I thank you for your word, Lord Jesus. I thank you for the people that are here today, Lord. I, I pray, Lord God, that you would bless them with your spirit, your presence, that you would speak specifically to their hearts, Lord God, to their lives, Lord God, about the very worries and concerns and anxieties that they carry in this very uh, this world we live in, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that they would know of your care today and your concern for those things that are personal to them, Lord God, and corporate as a body, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, I'm thankful to be able to be here again. I thank uh, your pastor, Brother Joel Bryson, for allowing me the honor um, to speak in his pulpit today. And I'm glad that they're able to get uh, some rest as well. They're friends of ours. Uh, every so often, me and my family would go over to their house and just enjoy a uh, time of fellowship together. And so I know you have a good pastor um, in this church. Now, I was walking through the bookstore the other day, and if you look at the bookstore shelves right now, you'll notice even in the Christian section, there's books like Attacking Anxiety or Anxious for Nothing or uh, Anxious, Chasing Faith in a World of Worry. The world is anxious about many things. The world is carrying a lot of worry about many things. Have you ever uh, been sleeping at night and then all of a sudden that amber alert wakes you up? I mean, like you're terrified. It almost gives you a heart attack. You jump out of bed and you think, what in the world is going on? You think maybe like now that there's this war going on uh, in Europe, you wonder when that thing goes off, is something happening here? We're living in a, in a time of terror and, and a time where fear and anxiety and cares can grip us. 
The news bombards us with worries and, and scares and, and cares. If you watch the news all day, you're not going to be encouraged. I'd encourage you to turn off the news if you're watching the news because it will discourage you. Life is filled with uncertainties. Our natural response is to care. That's normal. If you feel care, if you feel uh, worry, and if you feel anxiety, that's normal. That's a human feeling. But all of these things we need to give to Jesus in prayer. Why? Because he cares about you and I. We don't have to hold on to them. We don't have to keep being anxious, but we have to lay it down at his feet and say, Lord, I can't carry these cares, but I know that you can. And just think of some examples of worries and anxieties and cares in your life. You know, we're worried about our future employment sometimes. You know, we live in an unpredictable world. We know a lady that just, she's been working for uh, years and years and years at a company. They've, they've turned over that company uh, many times to different uh, ownership. And she's in her 50s, and she's losing her job just soon from now. You don't know when that's going to happen. I remember working at a store, and all of a sudden, the manager came out and said, we're bankrupt. We're going to close this store. And we only had a couple weeks. We never received our, our last paycheck until months and months down the road from the government. They, they ended up being able to do that for us. But we don't know what is going to happen tomorrow. Sometimes we worry about our health, and that's, a, and that's a normal concern in today's world. I mean, we just made it through a pandemic. We know people personally that have passed from this, uh, this, this COVID. We know uh, that they keep putting out more and more pestilence. There's more and more things, diseases to worry about, and we can get caught up in that. We worry about elderly family members, we worry about our kids. We worry about our grandkids. We, we worry about the state of our nation, our world. And we even worry about the church sometimes. It's all normal worries. You fill in the blank. You can think of something in your mind right now that you worry about on a consistent basis. But there's a danger in worry. And perhaps the greatest danger of worry is that it can damage our faith. It, worry causes us not to trust God with these situations. It causes us to trust in ourselves for a solution or look to ourselves to make things right. But this only leads to more anxiety and stress. You know why? Because we can't fix our biggest problems. Only Jesus can fix those things. You and I can't do it. It doesn't matter how hard we work for it, how tr hard we try to improve things, only Jesus is able to carry our cares. Instead of worrying and taking matters into our own hands and being anxious, we need to give these cares to the Lord, believing that he will take care of us and he will care for us. You see, God is a creator and a sustainer of all things. The Bible teaches that God created all things and makes provision for his creation, and we're part of that creation. You know, Man was formed out of the dust of the ground, and the breath of life was breathed in man, and man became a living being. You know that when God created the first humans, he said, they're good. This is good. I love my creation. I'm going to take care of my creation. In fact, he said, look, I've given you every seed-bearing plant throughout all the earth. 
and all the fruit trees for your food, and I've given you every green plant as food for all the wild animals, the birds in the sky and the small animals that scurry along the ground, everything that has life, and that's what happened. God takes care of us. See, the scriptures teach that the Lord is our shepherd, and we don't lack anything. He's our sustainer. If we trust in him, we won't have to worry about lack. Now, sometimes we might have some struggles and some hard times, but God takes care of us. He truly does. I remember when we had our first child, Eliana, and I had this great worry about how we were going to be able to provide for a child. I, I was nervous about that. And many of you have probably have kids and, and grandchildren. And you know that that's a real worry. You wonder, how am I going to do this? Maybe you're a single parent. <laughs> if you're a single parent, it's even harder um, to raise your kids on your own. I don't know your situation or what you're going through, but God cares about your kids. He really does. He loves your kids. He wants you to have enough he wants to take care of them. And so we lack nothing with the Lord. What ended up happening was, with that worry, we had multiple, this is crazy, we had multiple, multiple baby showers. You know, some people only have one baby shower. We had like three baby showers. So many different people gave us baby showers. We had a, a, a surplus of stuff. We had diapers for a long time. It just kept coming, and we were like, and it was all from just trusting in the Lord. If you trust in the Lord and you walk in his way, he'll keep you. He'll sustain you. See, the Bible talks about a prophet named Elijah, and God sustained him with both natural and supernatural things. There was a time when he had to run off and hide, and he went to a brook. And uh, during that time, ravens came and fed him miraculously. They were bringing him food to sustain him. God had commanded these ravens, bring our, my prophet some food. And then the brook dried up. And so another thing that could have caused anxiety and care and, and worry happens. And then Elijah, God tells Elijah, go to a widow of Zarephath and she'll take care of you. She'll feed you there. And see, that's the way that the Lord works. He provides supernatural, supernaturally through these ravens and naturally through that widow woman. Sometimes he'll provide supernaturally. Sometimes he'll provide naturally. There's been times where God has spoken to people and told them, I want you to go and bring groceries to a person's house. And, the, and, and you being sensitive to that voice has bought those groceries and you've taken them there. And that person was blessed by that, you obeying the voice of the Lord. God takes care of those he loves, and he loves you who are sitting here today. The Apostle Paul taught that he is the God who made the world and everything in it. Since he is Lord of heaven and earth, he does not, doesn't live in man-made temples, and human hands can't serve his needs. And so God doesn't have any needs, he, but he provides for ours. For he has no needs, the Bible tells us. He himself gives life and breath to everything, and he satisfies every need. Do you know that the Lord wants to satisfy every need? When your heart is in the right place, when you're walking in the way with Jesus, he wants to provide you with those needs that will satisfy you. 
The Lord is well able to satisfy our needs, both natural and spiritual ones. See, crowds of people had been following Jesus, 5,000 men and their families, and Jesus felt compassion for them. They were like scattered sheep, distressed and weary without a shepherd. He, he taught them that day, meeting their spiritual need. And before he sent them back home, Jesus miraculously multiplied five loaves of bread from two, with five loaves of bread and two fish. It wasn't much, but in Jesus' hands, he can do miraculous things. So even with that little that you might have, or you feel like, I have so little, if you'll just say, Lord, this is what little I have, can you do something miraculous with it to make provisions for me and my family? Trust me, God is well able to do it. Everyone's need was supplied that day, all 5,000, including women and children. Why? Because somebody just gave what they had to Jesus. So Jesus cares about our spiritual and natural needs. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. There's times where I felt so empty. Uh, inside, spiritually, I've needed a refreshing. I've needed feeding. I've needed his thirst-quenching spiritual water to come into my soul. And God met me right on time. He was there, he was feeding me and he, his word, and he was filling me with his spirit. Why? Because he knows that we have these kinds of needs, and he cares about those spiritual needs. The scriptures say, but in your great mercy, you did not abandon them to die in the wilderness. You might be going through a wilderness time, and I want to encourage you today. God has not abandoned you in your wilderness. Yes, it might be hot. Yes, it might be a desert. Yes, things might seem scarce. You might be wondering, where is it going to come from? But God has not abandoned you in the desert. The pillar of cloud still led them forward by day, and the pillar of fire showed them the way through the night. You sent your good spirit to instruct them, and you did not stop giving them manna from heaven or water for their thirst. For 40 years you sustained them in the wilderness, and they lacked nothing. Their clothes did not wear out, and their feet did not swell. Why? Because God cares for his people. Jesus cares for you. If you can remember anything from this message today, I want you to remember that Jesus cares for you. Instead of thinking of needs as something to worry and fret over, we should think of them as opportunities for God to do something miraculous. You know, it's not, we don't need to fret. We don't need to worry. We need to say, God, I'm giving this over you to you because you're a miracle worker and you can make a way where there seems to be no way. You can make a way in the wilderness, a way through the sea. God is a miracle worker, people of God. We should think of them as opportunities for the Lord to teach us a lesson for our spiritual growth and development. Why? Because when we trust God with our cares, he comes through and then we can look back and remember those things from before and it becomes something that's helped us to grow and helped us to trust him for 
the next time we go through those things. You know, we just came through two years of a pandemic and it's affected people in all kinds of ways. It's affected people inside. They're anxious about things. Uh, they're anxious to go in places. Still people are, are, are worried about all this kind of stuff. They're worried, is it going to happen again? Is something else? I don't know. I can't tell you whether it's going to happen again. I can't tell you what's going to happen uh, between Russia and Ukraine. I can't tell you, is the world going to be affected by this? Will this be a world war? We don't know. God only knows. But we can't live in anxiety. We have to live in trust. We can't worry, but we have to give it to God. Jesus said in one of his sermons, I tell you not to worry about everyday life whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? I want to tell you you're valuable today. You're valuable to him. You may question that sometimes. God, do you care? Do you love me? I want you to know that you are valuable. He loves you. He loves you enough to leave heaven. God became flesh, and he died for your and my sins. He died so you can be free. Oh, yes, he loves you. Oh, yes, you're of value to him. Never doubt that you're of value to our heavenly Father. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life, Jesus said, and why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautiful as they are. Look at those flowers that you see when you come in, those sunflowers out there when you walk in the door. You're arrayed. They don't worry about what they look like. You see, God takes care of them. He sends rain down to care for them. He put, brings sun out to help them grow. We don't need to worry about anything. They don't make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautiful as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. And so you don't have to have little faith. Why do you have so little faith, Jesus asked in a question. Why would Jesus say that we should not worry about these things, Brother Dallas? Aren't these basic necessities of life? Like clothing and food and, 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 and things to quench our thirst. Those are normal things. Those are necessities. But we don't need to worry about grocery bills. You been to the grocery store lately? That's what Jesus is saying. Don't worry about the grocery bills. Don't worry about the prices going up. Why? Because I care about you. I'm going to take care of you. The provision you need. It's going to come from me. Don't worry, but pray. Don't worry about the clothes you wear. Why? Because worry damages our health. It steals our sleep. It causes excessive stress. It gives us bad nerves. It's useless, the scriptures say, to rise early and go to bed late and work your worried fingers to the bone. Don't you know he enjoys giving rest to those he loves? I remember a time in my life me and my wife, we were about to go to France. Uh, it was the, the, the biggest trip we've ever taken. Uh, it was while my first daughter was still in the belly. And uh, right before we went, 
I got a call from the doctor and he said, uh, we need to operate because you have a cancer. And I thought, oh great, this is great news to hear when I'm going away on vacation. And so I'd like to tell you that I was uh, calm about that and I had peace and I, I didn't worry, but it kind of ruined my vacation in a lot of ways because I sat there at night and I cried in that room that we had rented and I asked the Lord, Lord, take away this weight, this worry, these cares from my life. I don't want to worry about these things. I kept pouring out to him until I could feel peace and then I would go to bed. And so I'm not up here telling you today that worries aren't real and your cares aren't real. And God, and when you feel that way, it's wrong because God gave us, uh, God allows us to feel the, these emotions. But it's so that we turn to him. It's so that we carry those cares to him because he cares for us. Now I'm standing here today and I don't have cancer anymore. It's because the Lord cares, sister. The Lord cares about, he heals all of our diseases and our illnesses. And so instead of letting it steal your sleep, those worries and give you bad nerves, give it to God. You see, worry can disrupt us from being productive in the kingdom of God. Jesus talked about some he had called to follow him. And then he talked about them saying, well, I got to go do this first. And I, I got to go do that first. They had these cares these were legitimate cares. He talked about them. One said, I got to go bury my father. Now, the th difference is, is that he wasn't just going and having a funeral right away. He was saying, I need to stay with my family until the day my father passes so then I can bury him. He was worried about the situation instead of getting working in the kingdom of God. And so sometimes that's the way it is. We can put these other worries and these cares and get distracted by natural things and spiritual things get displaced in our lives. Worry about this life can lead us to spiritual immaturity. Now the ones that fell among the thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life that bring no fruit to maturity. And so did you know that actually being over-anxious and, and, and worried about everything can actually uh, cause you to grow dull in your heart spiritually? Jesus said, watch out. Don't let your hearts be dulled by the worries of this life. They're real worries, but they can affect our heart in a way that can cause us to grow dull. And we don't want that. We want our hearts to be tender to Jesus. We want our hearts to be open to the Lord. You see, God loves his creation. He delights in taking care of you and me. Jesus tells us to look at God's care for nature as an example of his care for us. The birds are well fed. They are. The flowers receive rain and sunshine. And if they're valuable, we are far much more valuable than him. You know, sometimes we look outside and there's squirrels. The squirrels will come up on our balcony and they'll eat from plants that my wife grows out there. They're not worried. They go and hide their, their, their food for the winter. They're not worried. They don't have to worry because God takes care of them. You are more valuable than that. You're more valuable than a bird. You're more valuable than a plant. 
You're his special creation, and he loves you so much. He wants to take care of you. The Psalms illustrate this provision for, cre- for all creation. You make springs pour water into the ravines, so streams gush down from the mountains. They provide water for all the animals, and the wild donkeys quench their thirst. The birds nest beside the streams and sing among the branches of the trees. You send rain on the mountains from your heavenly home, and you fill the earth with fruit of your labor. You cause grass to grow for the livestock and plants for people to use. You allow them to produce food from the earth, wine to make them glad, olive oil to soothe their their skin, and bread to give them strength. The trees of the Lord are well cared for, the cedars of Lebanon that he planted. You see this principle here that God takes care of his creation should give us faith the next time we're going through something that causes anxiety. Think about that for a moment. God subdues water. He causes them to flow in a certain place so that a deer can put its head down when it's thirsty and drink. That's amazing. That's an amazing thing that God does for nature. He really does care for us. Because God meets our needs, it does not give us the right to live recklessly, wasting what he has provided and expect everything to work out. There's always a danger in that. God will give us what we need. But don't throw away what we need carelessly. But the truth of the matter is when challenging times come, we can have faith that God will actually meet our needs. Does worrying ever solve a problem? No. Does it ever change the circumstances? It never does. It only causes more worry. Worry's like a rocking chair. It gives us something to do, but it doesn't get us anywhere. Worry adds nothing to your life. In fact, maybe it might even take away days from your life. Daily we face new challenges. Trials, concerns, problems, and choices. This is the question. Will we worry or will we pray? And this isn't just a question for today. You know, it's not just about coming to the house of God on a Sunday and praying. But in your daily life, when you open up your eyes in the morning, open up your heart to the Lord and pour out those cares to him as well. Tell him what you're going through. Be honest with him. He knows anyways. Will we worry or will we pray? If we can learn anything from the uncertainties of life, and we've experienced them in recent times, we can learn to pray, our Heavenly Father, give us this day our daily bread. God, I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. I don't know if I'm going to get sick. I don't know if I'm going to lose my job. I don't know the path that my children and my grandchildren are going to take. I don't know the choices that they're going to make. I've poured into them my best, but God, give me today what I need. Help them today to walk with you. Help me today, Lord God, to have sufficient to take care of this physical body, this spiritual person. Give us this day our daily bread. You see, the Apostle Paul taught, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he's done. Don't forget to thank him, church. 
when he's provided for your needs. Don't forget to thank him, sister, when he's healed your physical body. That's the wonderful thing. When he does something for us, we need to remember that and thank him, just like the sister was saying she was thankful for all the goodness that he's done in her life. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds everything we can understand. His peace will guard our hearts and our minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Lord, meet our needs today. Meet our natural needs. Meet our spiritual needs. Meet our emotional needs. We don't know what tomorrow's needs will be, but give us today, Jesus, what we need, and it'll be okay with us, and we can have peace. Jesus knows before we ever ask him that needs will arise in our lives. Scripture tells us your heavenly Father knows exactly what you need before you ever ask him. You know, Jesus already sees into the future and can work it out when we get there. We just need to pray and trust Jesus because he really cares. The Bible tells us, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Don't try to do it, work it out your way, but seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Jesus said that when we worry, these things display little faith. And so instead of worrying about things we have no control over, we should focus on what the Lord wants us to do each day. Worrying about tomorrow's trouble will not make it go away. It will just intensify anxiety, stress, and cares about uncertain future. There's a story about two sisters in the gospel, Mary and Martha. It talks about Jesus and his disciples. They were traveling by their way, by their home one time. And Martha said, come on in, Jesus, come on in, disciples. And she began to make a meal for them. She got into the kitchen. She had all these worries. She had all these cares. She was heavy about what she was doing because she was stressed out and busy. While Mary, Mary sat there at the master's feet. She delighted in him. She just wanted to hear his voice and talk with him. And when Martha came out, she was stressed, she was anxious, she was irritable, and she stormed out. Master, don't you care that my sister has abandoned me to the kitchen? Tell her to lend me a hand. To which Jesus responded, Martha, dear Martha, Martha you're fussing too much about getting yourself or, and getting yourself all worked up over nothing. One thing only is essential, and Mary has chosen it. That's the main course, and it won't be taken from her. You see, the moral of the story is that Jesus desires for us to lay aside our cares and do the one thing that's needful, to pray, to bring our needs to him, to share the things that cause us these cares that we get worked up over, that we get anxious about. And so really, Instead of worrying, the most important thing that we can do is to find a quiet place. Whether it's in your home, it's at an altar, it's in your seat in a church. And just talk to the Heavenly Father. Talk to Jesus and listen to his voice. And you know what happens when that still, small voice touches your heart and says, I care, everything's going to be okay. Suddenly, those things that made you anxious, those worries you had, disappear 
completely and they're forgotten because God cares for us. Could we do that right now as a body that's here today? Can we just ask the Lord, you in your own way, tell God what you are worried about. Lord Jesus, we don't know what the future holds, Lord God. We don't know from day to day, Lord God, what we're going to go through. I don't even know what these people that sit here before you today are going through. And I don't want to diminish any one of their hurts, any one of their cares, any one of their worries, any of the, of the things that they're anxious about. Lord, who knows what a person's facing? Who knows what their tomorrow is facing? But Lord God, I pray today for each and every individual that they'll just leave these things before you, Lord God. They'll leave these things before they leave this place today, Lord God. That they wouldn't carry them out, but they'd cast them upon you and let them, let you carry their cares. And Lord, if it's hard again tomorrow, if the struggle comes again, if the anxiety comes again, if the worry comes again, if the fretting comes again, if the concern and the cares come again, that they'll remember you're right there. And while you, they sit at your feet, listening to your voice, you'd give them, Lord God, a peace about these things as they cast their cares before you because you care for them. Now you might wonder how Peter had learned uh, that Jesus cares for us and meets our needs. He was talking to a church that had worries, had cares, had anxieties, and went through various suffering. It was real. It wasn't fake. It was real. And these feelings are real. And you don't have to be ashamed of your feelings. They were persecuted. They had gone through terrible trials as a people. They had fears. They had worries and anxieties. And Peter was reminding them that he had been through things and God had met those needs before. You know, his mother-in-law one time, she was lying in a bed until Jesus passed by. I'm sure he was worried. It was his mother-in-law. But Jesus just came to that bedside and touched that woman. And she rose again and was able to serve them that day. On another occasion, Peter had been fishing all night. He, he was a fisherman by trade. This was his job, and he didn't catch anything. He, he might have been wondering, Lord, how am I going to feed my family? How am I going to get through this? If there's no fish, how are we going to make it through the next day? And then Jesus walked by and said, throw your nets to the other side of the boat, and then you'll catch fish. Jesus cared about his cares, and sure enough, that, boat, uh, that net brought up so much fish that it was, the net was about to tear. Peter and Jesus, they were in Capernaum, and there was a temple tax, and we can assume that Peter had no money to cover his tax payment. Things had come in. They were asking for their money. It was a bill that they owed money for. And what did Jesus say? Go down to the lake. There's a fish there. Open up its mouth, and that, you'll find the money right in that fish's mouth. 
and it'll cover everything that you need. Listen, that's the Jesus we serve. That's the Jesus Peter is talking about in these scriptures. Jesus cared for Peter's sick family member and healed her. Jesus cared about Peter's fishing business and miraculously provided a great catch. Jesus cared about Peter's tax payments. Miraculously, he provided monies for the necessary payment. Jesus cared about Peter when he was alone and falsely in prison. He miraculously provided for him escape. We, too, have personal experiences when Jesus demonstrated his cares for us. When cares begin to overwhelm you, I urge you to recall to mind those times when Jesus brought you through it from the past. And do with your cares what you did before. Take that heavy burden that you're trying to carry by yourself, whatever it is, and give it over to Jesus. Lay it on him. Relax in his strength and turn your worry into his concern because he'll take the load from you. Cast your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you. Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I'll give you rest. You don't have to carry it any longer. You don't have to carry that thing. All you have to do is give it to Jesus. And so we're not going to try and fix things in our own strength. We're not going to start worrying about the things that come to us, but we are going to have faith and trust that Jesus cares about us and our cares, and we will believe he will answer our prayers. Does anybody, if, if we could stand today, and I'm just going to ask, does anybody have anything that you'd like us to pray for today? We will come and we'll pray for you. We'll lay hands on you and pray about that situation.